Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters should love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Dye. Hello, everyone. Are you ready for the next episode of Quilt and Tell? We are so ready to chat with you today. Um, today, Ginger, Lori, and I are just going to be talking about what we're working on, as usual. And stay tuned to the end. We have a very special interview with Kate Colloran. So let's get started. How are you, ladies? Doing good. Yeah, doing great. How about you? <sighs> that was a very weighted sigh. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's been the story of my day. <laughs> um, yeah, just I have a lot going on. And so it's mm. just, you know, I've been busy and I've been trying to. So we we got back from vacation and nice. had friends of ours from college in town. And then a few days later, my brother-in-law came in town. And then he was here for a week. And then, and then it's just been go, 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 go. I just. Yeah. One thing, one thing good about the pandemic was not a lot of house guests. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean. Always trying to find the positive. It's, it, you know, and luckily we, we, we didn't host our friends from college. And then my brother-in-law is actually thinking about moving here so i'm like super excited so he only stayed with us for a few days and then he has other friends who live here so he stayed with them and um they were showing him around the city and so i'm like fingers crossed because we we love him and we would love to have him here and my kids are actually really super excited because they're like "Ooh, if we come visit you then we can see uncle paul so um so that was good and then another college friend was in town doing a comedy show this weekend and all, all this is happening, and all I'm trying to do is get to my stack of tulip pink that's waiting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw you posted it today. That is beautiful. Oh, I don't know gosh. that I've ever seen that because I've seen other variations of it, or I don't know. I was just really surprised that I wasn't as familiar with that that uh, that collection, that particular. Yeah, it's um, curiouser and curiouser. So it's her okay. Alice in Wonderland collection. It dropped a few months ago. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's new then. Yeah. Because didn't she have a, was there another one that was Alice in Wonderland? That, no. Okay. This is her first. Okay. So, I mean, nice. she's known for the, the like. More portrait. So maybe I'm thinking of a different one and I just assumed it was Alice in yes. Wonderland because it had that same kind of a look. No, <laughs> it's really, it's really funny because in one of the, in one of the prints, I think Alice, her hair is sort of red. And so mm-hmm. my father-in-law yeah bought it for me like bought me a fat quarter stack because her hair was red and he was like this is for you he's not used to the fact that my hair is now like super blonde Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got the pandemic uh pandemic hair going yeah (laughs) it looks fabulous well thanks I it's it is what it is so (laughs) but I did get called grandma this weekend by someone at a store what yeah yeah, we oh. were doing back to school shopping and Sydney was trying on clothes and she wanted a different size. So I went to go get the other size. And when I came back in, the attendant looked at me and she said, oh, your granddaughter's looking for you. <laughs> Did your heart just like break a little? Or? Uh, no, I said, well, her grandmother must be banging. <laughs> 
good answer. I mean, that's good the only answer. thing I can say because I'm just oh like, what? What? Exactly. Oh, oh my. Oh. So anyway, so that's my weekend. How about you oh, guys? Man. <laughs> uh, well, Lori's got good news. Yes, I do. Yay. We had this wonderful day on Friday. We got to close on our house. Yay! And then my car, I hit a deer six weeks ago or something like that. They called me and they said, your car's ready. And Yay! my car was was six hours away from where we live. And oh my, my grandson that lives there said, Grandma, I'll bring your car to you. Oh, what a good so grandson. He got here on Saturday morning with my car and we had a wonderful time. We're in the process of painting and shampooing and so forth. Moving day is Wednesday. <gasps> Yay! Yay! That's awesome. I'm really excited. Very different from the last time that we talked to you. Yes. I told you it would turn around. I told you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like all the karma lifted. Like yeah. <laughs> all the bad karma yep. is done. Yeah. So, so tell me, did you, what ever happened with the whole sewing machine situation? I took my sewing machine to my favorite tech in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, mm -hmm. and he fixed my sewing machine just exactly mm -hmm. like I knew he would. He's wonderful. Oh, good. I got there to pick it up and he said, let me tell you what I did. And we went and sat down in the coffee room and he spent 30 minutes talking about what I did. And he specifically said he approved of my thread. I had a spool of aurafil on it. <laughs> oh, nice. Very good. It. So now who is this? Who is this great man? Like in the Nebraska, where is it? <laughs> it's at Platte Valley Sewing Vac in okay. Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. His name's All Morgan right. and he's awesome. Okay, was, good. Shout out to Morgan then. I was totally going to say she's not going to want to say because then everyone's going to want to use them. Oh, <laughs> they might. Yes. Well, it sounds like they should. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he's just amazing. Oh, that's awesome. That's well, good. Well, it's so good to see you so happy. Yes. <laughs> and and I think you, you should give a shout out to your daughter-in-law. Oh, yes. Yes. So <laughs> my daughter-in-law is just an amazing woman, just amazing. Aww. And when she was looking at the pictures of our house uh, on realtor.com, she said to my son, Zach, she said, your mom's not going to like that wall. There was a wall in the living room that was this deep, deep, deep maroon. And after we closed on Friday, she doesn't work Friday afternoon. She came over and we walked through the house and we talked about the things that I wanted to have done before we moved. And, and she said, how about that wall in the living room? And I said, yeah, I got to get that done. And she said, well, I have to go get groceries first, but as soon as I get done with groceries and put them away, I'll come get you and we'll go get the paint. I can do the painting. You have other things to do. I'll handle the paint. Oh my god. And she did it. That is awesome. They did it. Love it. <laughs> and then I wanted to paint the kitchen cabinets too, but I told him, I said, that's just too much to think about for I'm me before else, we yeah. move in. Mm -hmm. And Zach looked at me and he said, Mom, it's way easier to paint before you've got all the stuff loaded in the mm -hmm. cabinets. We'll help you. So oh. again, Kylie. 
painted all the doors and all the drawers. And then Zach was working. He has a job where he has to work weekends sometimes too. And after work, he came over and the two of them painted all the, the frames to the cabinets. They've got one coat to go on the upper cabinets and then the kitchen is done. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm They sound amazing. And this is why you moved there, right? So you can be close to them. Yes, I wanted to be close to them. Um, And and it feels like they're just being amazing. I keep saying (laughs) I'm trying not to be a pain, you guys. And Zach keeps saying, you're not a pain. Your mom. Yeah. Oh, good answer. Good answer. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So how about you, Ginger? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I had a very fun weekend. I found a really great podcast that I love. So I literally listened to like eight episodes of it while I was sewing. So it was great. Like it was really good. It's called the uh, Metaphysical Milkshake. And it's all about like philosophical questions and this and that. So but like it was kind of bettering myself as I was quilting too. So it alleviated like any guilt of ignoring the family and everybody else. <laughs> and just, I'm like, but I'm making myself a better person now. So, <laughs> and uh, worked on, oh my goodness, um, I'm still getting ready for my trip. We're heading out uh, this time next week. I will be on the road on the way to Lake Tahoe. Just, uh, I found this really fun. You can kind of see it behind me. I'll have to like take a picture of it to show you guys, but it's like a little Hawaiian dress that I've, I totally like, it was long down to the floor. I mean, it looked like something right out of like the seventies and I fell in love with it. And so I was like, Ooh, if I buy that, I could maybe shorten it. And then it didn't have pockets. And I was like, Oh, and then I can even put pockets in it. And I did it. Listen I figured it all out on my own. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Like, it was so funny. I just kept showing the pockets to, like, anybody who walked into the house. I was like, look at these pockets. I did that. <laughs> nice. pretty amazing. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, my husband was so cute because I'm thinking we're going to a concert while we're there. And I was like, oh, I'll wear it to the show. And he was like, you're going to wear that to a show? He's like, but it's so nice. And I was like, I don't care. I'm wearing it. <laughs> And what a good thing to say. You're going to wear it. It's so nice. I know. I know. Exactly. So anyway, so yeah, so did that. But then um, also I've been practicing my stitch in the ditch. I've been really practicing a ton. I'm so proud of myself. Just taking the blocks that I've been working on. And, you know, I can kind of sort of show you guys. But I really, I did the stitch in the ditch around like a design, but then also like went in and did like you know, more straight stitching type stuff. Mm -hmm. So really just practicing with that. And this was another fun one I did totally in the ditch. And if you turn around, you can really see Mm -hmm. kind of the actual stitching. So it's practice and I'm getting so much better at it and I'm loving it. I'm having a really good time. And you did a giveaway. Uh, some of your I did. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, shout out to both of the the winners that I had. It was hard to choose because I basically just said, Hey, like, like my, uh, you know, the post and follow me. And then also just tell me why you quilt. And I got so many wonderful, wonderful answers. Cool. And, um, it did, it felt really good. And then I mailed them out and they both posted, when I when they had gotten it, so it was just really the one uh, she had it hanging above her. Uh, it was like just on her wall, and I was like, oh, "That's my block on her wall." I'm like, "That's amazing!" How fun. So that was really kind of fun, yeah. Um, and then the other fun thing I got to do since I've talked to you guys is I actually got to do a presentation to a quilt guild. It was the Peninsula Peacemakers in Newport News, Virginia. They invited me to come and just chat with them. 
And I mainly just like, it was more about like kind of my quilt journey. Um, so Lori, you got mentioned a lot in there, but <laughs> you did too, Tracy. But yeah, Lori, you were, you were a big chunk of it, but I just a lot of resources. I basically kind of went through a lot of the classes. I, I talked about my experience working with some of these just amazing quilters. Cause I realized what a privilege it has been. And that's what I ended up calling it was like my privilege journey through, you know, quilt journey, because I've really been able to sit in a room with people that, you know, most people don't get to learn from. And so, so did that. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. I can't believe people actually listened to me. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so it's been a busy couple of weeks, actually, just kind of prepping and doing stuff. And and then I got work on top of all that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to do a little bit of that every once in a while. But <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. No kidding. Oh. And you know what? I got an email from a listener asking if I could speak at their guild. So maybe if you want to give that talk again, I'll put information. So if you want any of us, I don't know, Lori, are you up for doing any talks? Oh, sure. Okay, so I'll put our information, our contact information. So if you want one of us to speak at your guild, will you can just email us. And so I'll put all of the information down below. Nice. That would be awesome. Oh, right. my God, it was just so much fun. Yeah. No, I think it would be great. Yeah. I'd love to hear you guys speak at it. <laughs> right? I mean, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking, oh, I bet that was really good. I, yeah, I would have loved to have been a little mousy in the corner. <laughs> ah, it was fun. It was. I was just surprised at how much fun it was. Like it was just great. And then I got to sit in on the meeting itself. And I had never really been to a guild meeting oh, before. Oh, really? It was awesome. Like, I mean, they were talking. I loved it because they were, I guess, a lot of them have been out and traveling. And so they were talking about the different quilt shops that they came across. And you guys were awesome. One of the ladies from the guild actually reached back out to me because she's coming here to Golden. And that's where you guys are located. So, Tracy, it was awesome. I passed along the info and gave it to them. So I'm like, yay, I'm a resource. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm lucky that I've gotten out a little bit lately Mm -hmm. and checked out a few shops. I went with Vanessa and she took me to the presser foot and she took me to all of a sudden I can't remember. I blanked on the name. Oh, Lions. Oh, yes. Those are both in my neck of the woods. Yes. I love the Lions. Oh, Oh, they were so great. So different from each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I spent too much money at each of them. I always do that at quilt shops. Yeah, yes. I can't go a lot because I do. I end up spending way too much. So, yeah, I have certain times and certain money set aside. Agreed. <laughs> but that's OK. That's OK. Oh. Well, and the other thing that I love that the Guild did is they selected one member. And I guess each meeting they show off their studio. So they had like taken us through one of the, um, oh, she was a lovely lady. She just took us through her studio and some interesting ideas. One of the things that she did I thought was really cool, which I told her I would totally share with everybody, was getting the protectors for comic book, uh, comic books, like the plastic protectors and using that for fabric. She uses it for just like certain fabrics to keep them from getting damaged or anything like that. And she just puts them, folds them up and puts them inside of the protectors. And keeps them. So I thought that was really, that was a great idea. Interesting. I was like, oh, because it also has like the protective coating on it mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Acid so. free. Right. Yes, exactly. So mm. I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I mean, it was just, it's really fun. So I love that whole idea of just seeing how everybody kind of handles their own, you know, different things. And, and yeah, so that was really cool. So it was a fun experience just from that point of view, too. So it was kind of my first, my first talk and my first guild meeting all in one big fast nice. week. <laughs> 
And Ginger, I was going to add on that the only thing from comic book stores that I, I, this has been for years, people have used the comic book. There's like these little cardboard, no, the cardboard little pieces of that go in to keep your, your comic book all straight. And they use it Mm -hmm. to wrap their fabric and make little tiny bolts. Yes. And so that was one of the things that I thought of, because that's what I thought you were going to say. And I was like, yes. oh, the protectors. That's a good idea. Yeah. No. And it's so funny. What was it? Laughing Otter. Didn't she just do something like that? Probably. I like it was a little, it was like a post that she had done on hers. Because I was just like, oh my gosh, that's taking it to a whole nother yep. level. So yeah, it, people uh, have yeah, been I, using those for years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. So I did remember one thing that I wanted to tell you about our new house in Gothenburg. One of the neighbor ladies walked across the street while we were out in the garage painting cabinet doors. And we talked for a little bit and she wanted to know what I did. And I said, well, I've retired. And she said, well, what did you do when before you retired? And I said, I was an editor for a group of quilting magazines. Oh, you moved to the right town. There are dozens of quilters in this town. (laughs) You're like, "Hmm, I'm going to find my tribe there. I know I am. They're just waiting for you. (laughs) The first time that I went to Nebraska, I actually went to take a class. And I'm trying to remember the lady's name. She specialized in um, anti-quilt restoration. Do you remember who I'm talking about, Lori? I'll I'll post if if she even still has classes. This was a long time ago. Sydney was a baby. And it, the funny thing was she spent the entire time trying to convince me to move to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Lori's going to convince us all. <laughs> and, and I remember her patting me on the knee and like turning to me and saying, if you lived here, your quilt life would be great. <laughs> yep. So, Lori, your quilt life is going to be great. That's awesome. <laughs> she just needs a house to start it. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to yep. be so good. And, you know, Lori, when you said that you wanted to be a little mouse in Ginger's talk, I all of a sudden thought, well, what about your little mouse house? Oh, I have oh, plans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a mouse apartment complex. Oh, really? I love it. I'm picturing oh. one mouse wearing his leathers. You know, he's a Harley guy. And- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be like a Melrose Place, uh, oh. you know, mouse pad. <laughs> We'll have to get all the drama, all the gossip. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Too funny. I love it. Oh, so I don't remember. Did I say anything about the log cabin quilt in the last episode? No, I don't don't know if you did. Yeah. Because I can finally talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, I think you you might have alluded or might have, you know, yeah, but I don't think you actually said anything. Yeah, well, the issue finally came out. So it actually just hit newsstands over the weekend, I think. Yes. And my quilt is on the cover of the next Quick and Easy. Yay. Cover girl, Tracy. Yes. Yes. I I keep, I keep you know, emphasizing the fact that I didn't vote. <laughs> yes. As soon as exactly. I knew I was in the running, I was like, uh-oh. Had to abstain. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something a little bit serious because I realized part of me didn't think I was worthy to be on the cover. Oh, 
And so I had to really step back and hit it from different angles because at first I was like, oh, no, not mine. And the other quilts that were in the running for the cover, either it wasn't quite, I don't know, there's a lot of things that go into choosing a cover. And part of it is how it's photographed, the lighting, is it appropriate for the cover? Is it um, compelling? (laughs) Is the photograph clear? Mm -hmm. A lot of things like that. And one of the quilts um, wasn't aligned appropriately for cover lines to go on the cut. Those are the words, you know, and like little descriptions. Mm -hmm. And one of them they decided was too like other quilts that we've published before on covers, you know, and put on covers. And then there was another one and I forget why. I think we just decided that the color wasn't right for the time of year. And so everyone was like, no, it needs to be Tracy's. It needs to be Tracy's. And I kept going, but, 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 and and finally I just kept it open and I kept going back to it and I kept going, what's my problem with this? And then I finally decided to like take myself out of it completely. And I, I had to go, if, if I did not make this quilt, I would want this as the cover. (laughs) And I kept having to like go at it, but what is wrong with that? You know, like I am, and part of me was like, like, it's my first quilt that was published in a, in our magazines and somehow that made it less worthy. Well, and the problem is, is like, and we've talked about this before, we're all our own worst critics. It's like, I have a really hard time when I look at my finished stuff, not just seeing what I did wrong. Right. It's Mm -hmm. so messed up. It's like, why can't I just look at it like my mom looks at stuff? Like she looks at things and she just thinks like, oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Let me put my lasagna on it. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I never get like, you know, it's like they just they don't. They don't nitpick it. And I feel like we are just the worst when it comes to that. And and I I think that's just an artist thing in general, you know, and maybe quilters just suffer from it more than others. Because we're so close to our work, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, and, and we really are. We almost like live every little imperfection, you know, it, it becomes a metaphor for something bigger, maybe. But uh, yeah, it, I, I feel your pain on that. But I've seen the cover, Tracy, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. It's, yes, it's nice. It is. It's just gorgeous, you know. So please don't put all those things aside and just, you know, uh, you know, uh, you did great. Yes. It's thanks. definitely a cover-worthy quilt. Oh, mm-hmm. thanks. Thanks, you're making me blush. <laughs> Yay! Good, good. You should enjoy it. Let uh, that feeling rush over you, and anytime you have any doubts, just remember that feeling yes. right there. Thanks. You guys are the best. We try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, Lori. What are you going to do in your new in your new place? How soon oh God, are you going to set up your studio? Like I'm envisioning like day one, she's just going to get like 20 quilts done. <laughs> no, no, guys. I have, as a, a young eye doctor informed me 20 years ago, aging eyes. Mm. And there's not enough light in my sewing studio. So oh. the first thing that happens before I start unpacking boxes even is Bake's going to put in more light. He can do it himself. He's a handy guy. So it's just a matter of where it rates on that priority list. We also found Mm -hmm. that there is a two-foot space in the backyard behind one of the sheds that's not fenced. And the reason we found it 
is that our little Chihuahua found it. (laughs) So we have to fix that before the lights in my sewing room so the dog can go out and not run away to the neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just little things like that. But it's going to be really high on the list because Bake knows how important it is to me to be able to sew. And my sister's coming in like three weeks. So part of our fun is going to be sewing. So he has to have it done by then. Okay. So he's got it. He's got a time limit. Yes. There's a a schedule here. Oh, well, that'll be cool. You'll have to do like some before and after so we can really see the Mm. difference in like the, the, the lighting and what a difference it does make. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, Yeah. Oh, but that's still just the thought of you in your own space again. Again, like, yeah. It just makes me happy. It <laughs> makes me. I'm so delighted. I can hardly Aww. wait. I wish I had a studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I kind of sort of, I stole my husband's, uh, He it was his kind of more office. And I'm like, you don't use it. It's a, it, You're done. I'm, I'm yes. So I slowly am like getting all this stuff out and like, nice. I feel bad. He still has like a corner. <laughs> Good. That's nice of you to hey, share a corner. I know. That's generous. Well, and I think my main goal is trying to make room to really figure out like where can I put a long arm? Like where can I get, you know, any type or even a mid arm or just something. I'm 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 thinking. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I, I the space issue is not going to be an issue anymore. So I'm I'm gonna make sure of that. <laughs> there are also the sit-down machines that have the mm-hmm. great, great big throat. Yeah. That that might yeah. work if you're limited as far as a frame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, oh, no, I'm thinking. I'm definitely yes. thinking. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making the space and making it so he's just like, I mean, I think I've, he's actually called it my studio, like, or my room. Like, nice. Like, okay, Good. I'm Good right. job. Yeah. Using my, I know he's never going to hear this, so I can tell you guys all this. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you make a marriage work. Yes. <laughs> And get a quilting kind of studio out of it, <laughs> or at least a, a space, a dedicated space. Because you have a pretty small space, don't you, uh, Tracy? Like you've got a pretty a corner uh, you guys... of the living yes. room. Yes. Oh. So it's really hard because I have to I have to put everything away when I'm done, and yeah, it's hard. I know that's how I was because I yeah I I have I have sewing supplies in different places, so I have lists to remind me where stuff is. Oh right, it's ridiculous. So you don't outstash yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I've got like fabric and books in my bedroom. And okay. I've got that pretty nicely organized. And then I've got thread in multiple places. Certain fabrics are in little, I don't know how to call them, like zippered boxes, kind of like with a cover that are zippered under the bed that have like nice. flannels or things like that that I don't use very often. Um, and different supplies that I don't use very often. And then I've got things in the garage and boxes that are like labeled. And then in my closet, in my walk-in closet, I think I have more quilting supplies in there than I do clothing. <laughs> but it's, and then I've got a list to tell me where everything is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of terrible. That's smart though, to make the list. Absolutely. Because so, then at least you do have it documented. I wouldn't know what I have and what I don't have. It's bad enough yeah. because, you know, we get stuff at work sometimes and I bring things home. So it's, it's, that's been a little bit of a challenge too, because I've, I've kind of outgrown my space. So I've got some little piles here and there where I'm like, oh God, I need to decide what I'm doing with this. Because, you know, sometimes there are things that I definitely think our readers want to know about and it's either a product or a book but it's maybe not my style 
And then it's trying to figure out, is this going to be my style someday? Because, right. <laughs> you know, your tastes change sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yep. I can't even tell you how many times I've been like, oh, darn it. If I only still had that book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like both of us need to just pack up and move to Nebraska. There you go. <laughs> We're coming, Tracy. We're coming. <laughs> or, hey, at least road trip to the quilt museum. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That yeah. That's great. That's going to be a thing. It has to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think we need to have like a, a bucket list of like things that we three need to just do together yes. and, and figure out like, even if we just do like one a year or if we just do, you know, it's like figuring it out, but we got to do that. Agreed. Let's get that, get that list going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, and Ginger's wheels turn. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lori, what's on your list of what would we would have to do? Because you clearly were thinking. <laughs> if, if if you came to Nebraska, yeah, it's it's a gotta go to the quilt museum in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. I I actually don't uh yeah, I guess I can tell you. I'm going. Oh, without us. When when oh. my sister comes, we're we're doing a girl trip. Nice. And we're oh. going to go to the museum in Lincoln, and then we're going to go down to Missouri Star. <gasps> Those are the two things? Like, that's what I want to do. I want to go there so bad. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. I want to go. My sister's yes. awesome. She's like, she put the whole trip together and all I have to do is show up when she gets to the airport in Omaha, I get a meter. And from there, she has it all plotted out. I'm really excited about that. Well, you are going to have to take tons of pictures yes. and that way you can share and tell us all about it. We can drool and, and, and <laughs> give Jenny hugs for us if she's there. Yeah. I know. Yes. Oh my gosh. It, oh. If we went to Nebraska, could we stop at like AccuQuilt headquarters? Ooh. I've been there and it's oh. amazing. Oh, I, I bet. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe uh, next summer we just do all of our podcasts on the road. And yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm in. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. OK. Yeah. Let's get uh, the, the let's talk to the head honchos. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Ginger, I think I think you're in enough with them. You could make it work. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how much pool I really. Right. Have. <laughs> there you go. Well, I had to laugh because my mom, they drove here cross country from South Carolina to Colorado. And I remember her making the comment. She was just like, you know, there's a lot of that quilting stuff going on in, in Missouri. <laughs> and she was like, I think we went by this whole town that it looked like all they did was quilt. And I just had to laugh so hard. I was like, uh, yeah, they do a little bit of quilting there. Yes. <laughs> That's too funny. All right, ladies. Is it time? I think it might be time for us to get back to work. <laughs> all that stuff oh yeah gotta do a little bit of that it's so funny how this this really doesn't feel like work but shh, i won't tell them yeah <laughs> no no you and i need to go and Lori needs to go do something with our new house yes i know exactly oh just pack to pack again i'm so <laughs> excited for you Lori. i'll send you pictures okay listeners stay tuned 
we've got a special interview that I did with Kate Colleran. Oh, and you know what? She has a class that's available on Quilting Daily. It's her creative quilting for home decor, and it's going to be launching in October, but you can register for it now. So when you hear that interview, go right to Quilting Daily and sign up for her class because it's so good. Well, I would like to welcome Kate Collarin to the show. How Hi. are you, Kate? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So we are actually in the studio today, and yep. you are here. Why? Uh, I was taping a few episodes of Love of Quilting. Yay! Yeah, very fun. Is this your first time on Love of Quilting TV? It is. Nice. Yes. So what did you think so far? It was really fun. You know, I wasn't sure what to expect because I've done a show where I just tape it and it's just me. But it's really fun chatting with someone else on screen. That's right. You did a show for us. I did. Which is called My Quilt Style. Yes. Yes, I did. That was really fun. Nice. So what were the quilts that you did for Love of Quilting? Well, one was called, now let me get it right, Firework Flowers. And that was really fun because the original quilt. Is that by Joe Mori? Nope, that's the one by Reed, Reed Johnson. Reed Johnson, okay, yes. Great. And um, I loved it because he had done it in red, white, and blue. So it was a quilt of valor, you know, the wonderful color scheme that we all love. And then I just totally changed the color scheme, which is what's really fun about quilting is how you can change the look of a quilt, even just with color. But I also changed the blocks up a little, I will admit. <laughs> well, that's the point of my quilt style, right? Yes. So Vanessa approached you. Vanessa mm -hmm. Lyman yes. is um, she's one of our producers. Yep. And she asked you to pick some quilts. Yes, when I did my quilt style. Yep. So I picked a quilt out of different McCall's quilting magazines. And then I was to give each of those my own spin. So that was really fun to do because a couple of them, I just changed up the colors, maybe moved the blocks around a little. And one of them, I completely changed it. Which really? Was, yeah. So you're just inspired by the quilt and then make it your own. Exactly. Is exactly. this a specialty that you have? I don't know if it's a specialty that I have, but I do love doing that. I mean, when I, in my pattern business, of course, I have to make the quilt look like the cover that I designed mm -hmm. so other people can make it. But I do love teaching people that just because I made a quilt in blue and white, they don't have to do it that way. They can do it in their colors and colors that really speak to them. And to always look at a quilt and look beyond the colors that are there and look beyond the design and then do something new with it. You know, quilts and patterns should be wonderful. And maybe you want to make it the same way. But it's also really fun to think, what could I do with that? How could I change that and make it my own? So I love to do that. That's really interesting. This is a conversation we've had before around the office because when we're we get submissions from designers and we have a quilt that we need to create, you know, the pattern. And sometimes it's very straightforward. The quilt is blue and white. The quilt is whatever color scheme it is, right? right. And yep. it is what it is. They've chosen whatever fabrics. But then there are scrappy ones. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, do we pattern it exactly as they have made it and mm -hmm. call out every single orange, every single blue, every single yellow? Or do we somehow write it so that they can just go to their collection and do, and what, they do what, what they want? And the funny thing is that for each publication, we really have to have the conversation with every single quilt that comes in the door. I'm the editor of Quilt Maker Magazine. Mm -hmm. That's for advanced quilters. 
Um, we make assumptions that people who are buying Quilt Maker magazine have a certain level of, you know, quilting experience behind them. And so they may just be able to look at the quilts and make it their own. But I think some people, some quilters really struggle. Yes. And and it I don't know if it's they see it in that color and then they can't think of it in any other color combination because sometimes they like it so much that's it or if it's a skill that you build what do you think I think it's a little bit of both and I think for some people they're very intimidated by color and putting colors together you know when I work with quilters and I teach a class that's the hardest thing that seems to come up every time so they gravitate to quilts that one they feel they can do so the skill level they can do and it is already in colors that they like and I think that's what happens I mean when you talk to some people, they'll say how, oh, yeah, my friend pointed out a quilt to me, but I didn't like it. It was in red. Well, then don't make it in red. But I do think that's a hard thing. I think color is the first thing that really stops people. Yep. But then also not everybody is able to look at it and then say, how can I make it different? You know, but even just changing the color really changes the look of a quilt, mm. you know. So what other quilts did you do for LOQ? So the other quilt I did um, was called Snowy Stars, and that was by Joe Mori. And that one, it's just a beautiful quilt. It's got these sort of like Lone Star diamond stars in it, and it's got this beautiful applique. And I, all I did with that one, because it was so pretty to start with, I changed the color. So it was all done in these reds and pinks and creams, and I did it in blues and gray and whites. And it just really reminded me of like a snowy gray, you know, winter day. So it was just really fun to change the feel of the quilt just by changing the color. That's fantastic. I work with Jo often. Oh, okay. So she designs for a quilt maker pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. And I love working with her because... Her work is just impeccable, first of all. It's gorgeous. Um, And I love how she combines different elements. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in that case, it sounds like she's combining piecing and applique. Yes. Um, But she often does embroidery as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Just is an amazing designer. Yeah, the quilt is gorgeous. And it's got this really fun border that looks like it's complicated to make. And it's super simple to piece. And I, I love the border block. Love it. Yeah, it's really fun. So one last question before you go. I'm curious if in creating these, taking these designs mm-hmm. and and making them your own, what was your favorite part of this whole process? Oh, wow. Well, between uh, the two series, the, the My Quilt Style and um, Love of Quilting, I think what I loved most is when I changed up the quilt and made it different. And I think that's because it really felt then like I wasn't, I was creating something new. And I love to do that. I mean, being a, a quilt designer on my own and making my own designs, that's a really fun part of my business. But I just also love that aspect of what can you do differently? So that to me was the most fun part was just figuring out a way to make it look different and um, make it look something I would love. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Yes, it was really nice being here and, and having a chance to meet you. So thanks for having me. And and thanks for being the, actually the first guest that's actually been in our new studio. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, it's Tracy. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Don't go anywhere because I've got a special treat for you. 
Candy Quilter now presents this conversation with Sarah Watts, an amazing quilter and head of Handy Quilter's product development team. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I am really intrigued to talk to you. So uh, I, I think our listeners are always interested in learning how people get into the roles that they do at big companies like Handy Quilter. Can you tell me a little bit about how you started quilting and when? My mother and my grandmother were very into sewing, not quilting, kind of doing the more traditional garment sewing. I, on the other hand, was very much a tomboy. So I actively rejected all attempts to not only sew, but to wear the clothes that my mother and my grandmother would make me. As I got a little bit older, that summer between high school and college, I really wanted to spend more time with my grandmother. And I had been, at the time, what I would say, dragged into a a traditional quilt store. And it kind of clicked. And I saw these quilts on the wall hanging up. And I thought, oh, it's like a giant fabric puzzle. And I love puzzles. And I've never been super artistically capable, like drawing or painting from a scratch. But I love the idea of making things doing things with my hands, that sort of a thing. So it kind of clicked and I said, hey, grandma, let's learn to quilt together. And she was excited and I was excited. So we took a couple quilt classes that summer and that's what kind of started and kicked off my love of quilting. That's amazing. I feel a little bit of kinship as you're talking (laughs) because I sort of had the same experience. It was my sister and my mother who were the garment sewists. Yeah. But I always wanted to learn how to quilt. So how did you transition into making it your career? That's such a fun question. I quilted on and off from late teens, early 20s. I worked mostly in healthcare marketing in laboratories, and I was happy there. I even got some graduate degrees in that. And then I I just kind of had a boss that I didn't like so much. (laughs) Um, Isn't that always the case? Yes. And um, so I opened up my Gmail and I had a monster.com email and there was this <laughs> job for Handy Quilter. And I thought, what? Can people have real jobs in the quilting industry? I was so oblivious, right? I had no idea. Incidentally, maybe a year or two prior to that, I had actually purchased a Handy Quilter, a used one. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was very serendipitous. I applied for the job. I got it. And I just was like, wow, could I? combine my my hobby, my passion in life with my career. And I sort of took a risk, not knowing at all what I was getting into, not knowing the industry that was behind quilting at all. And I always thought, I I have enough contacts. I can go back if I need to. I have not looked back once. I love it. I love being in the industry. I love working for Handy Quilter. So that's how I kind of got into it. That's amazing. Did you live in Utah at the time or did you I have did. to move? Yep. I live in Sandy, Utah. So it's oh, just wow. a little commute to North Salt Lake. It was just all very serendipitous. It was meant to That's be. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that where, you know, one thing sort of just yeah. all leads. Like it's just you saying yes and <laughs> yeah. the universe just provided. Incredible. Yep. So tell me a little bit about what you do for Handy Quilter. I have a really, really fun and diverse role, and it's very fulfilling. So I started and I still work a lot on the development side. So any new products, new upgrades, updates, things of that nature, all the way from our machines, pro stitcher, all the way down to our accessories, all go through me and my department. 
that's really exciting. And then I get to work with, so I have the engineers that work with me, uh, purchasing, testing, quality, production. And of course that goes right into sales and marketing as well. So I also act as kind of a liaison between the specific products and then transitioning that language into what our customers are going to understand and be able to consume in a useful way. I work with pretty much everyone in the building, which is exciting and really fun. And it's really exciting to be working with a company that really cares about developing new products in a quality way. And so it's, it's just, it's a really fun and exciting thing. You know, when we bring a new feature or a new product or a new update to market, it's really exciting to see all of the quilters who are so passionate about what they do, use it, embrace it, make their things, which could be anywhere from, you know, a useful quilt to a piece of art and then give us their feedback. And then we go back and, and we continue to make things better. So it's a really, really fun job I have. Was there ever anything that you really wanted, like really, <laughs> really wanted for yourself? <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I do know that one of the biggest things for me, and this sounds not so exciting, um, but my long arm was set up in a basement with poor lighting. So um, if you'll notice, since I've been there, all of our machines have a lot more lighting um, <laughs> to them. And I, I remember telling the engineers just, maybe, oh, I think this is too much lighting. It's just, it's just too bright. And I said, it can never be too bright. Just make it shine like the Vegas Strip. Like just all the lights you can have. <laughs> as long as we can dim it down if we need to. Right, um, right. So, and that came from me in my basement quilting with a camp headlight, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be able to see a little bit better what I was doing. So um, I know that's not a very like exciting thing, but it's one of those very, very useful things for quilters that, you know, when, we, when we're testing indoors in the buildings, in our testing lab, in our facility, we have lots of light. So it doesn't really occur to us like, oh, that's a priority. But when you're actually in your home, that's a whole different experience. So lighting is a big one for me. <laughs> I, I have witnessed quilters get super excited about the lights on yes. machines. So I yes. totally get it. I get it. Yeah. The other thing is I have really bad wrists. I have kind of some arthritis in my wrists, which I think mm -hmm. a lot of quilters do. Yeah. Um, and so having handlebars that you can move very easily and adjust so that you can change that position. So if you're doing something custom for a long period of time, you don't have so much fatigue in one angle of on your wrist. So that was another really important one for me. Again, I wish I had more exciting ones, but <laughs> they're really practical. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> you know, that's completely fine. It's really fascinating, I think, to talk to someone who has made their career about quilting and, you know, to learn more about how the people who work for Handy Quilter are quilters and yes, we are. love quilting as much yeah. as all of the rest <laughs> of us do. Yes. Yes, we certainly do. If anybody ever has the chance to visit Handy Quilter, if you ever find yourself in the Salt Lake City area in Utah, stop on by during normal business hours and one of us can hopefully give you a tour. And we have hundreds of quilts that are hung throughout the building. We have a variety of little mini exhibits that we rotate around. And so it's just a fun place to come to work and just be surrounded by all sorts of different quilts and textures and colors. There's always a hum of a machine going and we're always talking about quilting in some way, right? Even if it's the machines that help us do it. I love it. And so our listeners can go to handyquilter.com 
to learn more about the machines and you have so many videos on your website that can teach even people who don't own a handy quilter yet about the machines and how to better quilt their quilts. Absolutely. One of the things I like to say is, you know, people always are very intimidated. I was, or you can't draw, I can't draw either. And it's all about practice. So every one of our machines, after we build them there in our facility, goes through what we call sew-off. So we have an individual who actually threads the machine, sews, they, they do a variety of stitch outs on it. They do some squares, some stars, some swirls, some circles, you know, testing to make sure all the buttons, everything works well, it sounds good, all of that fun stuff. And when we interview these people, they're, oh, I don't know how to quilt, I'm not qualified. We say, oh, you will before you know it. And they are some of the best quilters because they just do it day in and day out. That's all they're doing. And it's just practice and letting go a little bit. I remember the first time I would try to pantograph. I, I gripped so hard the back of those handlebars. I don't think I blinked and I probably held my breath to the point of passing out. <laughs> and it's just practice. It's relaxing. It's letting, <laughs> letting go a little bit and enjoying the process. So... <laughs> That's perfect advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Great. Thank you so much. Go to handyquilter.com now to find the right machine, local event, or quilting class for you. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.